Hello everybody and welcome to Literally, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about books, what's up with the world nowadays, and everything in between. Before we get on with what I have planned, we gotta address what went down in Lebanon this week. I'll try to have a separate episode for this at some point, but for now I just want to give you a quick overview of things in case you missed any of it. So, on August 4th, there was a massive explosion in Beirut, Lebanon, which killed and injured thousands. And according to BBC's article, Beirut blasts dozens dead and thousands injured. Hospitals are overwhelmed, homes and buildings are destroyed. And to top it all off, this isn't the only thing the country has to deal with right now. Poverty and unemployment rates are skyrocketing, prices of goods have tripled, inflation is at an all-time high. There's a political crisis going on, and they also have to deal with COVID-19 like the rest of us, and a potential food crisis. I mean, I know there are thousands of other things going on requiring your attention. Um, I know there's a million things I want to talk about and try to incorporate into these episodes, and I'm still figuring out what the best way to do that is. But please, please make sure to educate yourself about this and stay informed, share information with people, and donate if you can. I'm constantly sharing links and information about this and other problems on my Instagram, so make sure to follow us at literally underscore podcast. The world is going through some tough times, and the only way we get we get through this is if we stay informed and stick together. With that said, today is going to be part two of our Black Lives Matter discussion. Yeah! Today we talk about books. Nonfiction to fantasy, adult to middle grade, we have it all. Stay tuned because it's about to get real lit. Alright, here we go. There really isn't a particular order to these. These are just a bunch of good books from black authors that I've enjoyed. Some more than others. Everything from 3 out of 5 to 5 out of 5. Because I thought, you never know. People have different tastes and stuff. So I wanted to give you a variety of choices. And just because I didn't enjoy something as much doesn't mean you won't. So... I just want to give you as many options as possible. So, yeah. Um, I am going to try to keep these within a genre so it doesn't get that confusing. But, yeah. Oh, wait. Before I forget, I'm gonna include... I'm also gonna include a quote from each book so you get... So you kind of get a feel of the writing, um, as much as one quote can give you that. But yeah, just in case you're confused, um, if you hear a piece of text that just doesn't mesh well with the rest of what I'm saying, that's 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 what it is. Okay, okay, let's start. First, uh, we have nonfiction. Mm, the first nonfiction book we have here is They Can Kill Us All, Ferguson, Bal- Baltimore, and A New Era in America's Racial Justice Movement by Wesley Lowry, which is basically what the title says. It gives you a deeper dive on certain events that have shaped the Black Lives Matter movement as shown from the perspective of a journalist working on the field and experiencing most of these events firsthand. He also commented on a lot of important events and videos, key people in the movement, etc. Now, I personally didn't think it was anything groundbreaking by any means, but it did offer a different perspective from what we're used to reading. And I think it's worth read, especially if you're interested in a reporter's perspective on uh, the movement or if you want to get more in a more in-depth um, coverage of these specific events. Justice is a hard concept to wrestle with when your eyes are filled with scenes of death. 
Wesley Lowry. Book two is Stand from the Beginning, the Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America by Ibram X. Kendi. This one is a book we have talked about before. It basically gives you a rundown of racist ideas and what it means to be racist and anti-racist. It's got really good information and I personally learned a lot from it. I highly, highly recommend it. Actually, if you are only reading one book from this list, this should be the one. Yes, yes, guys, it's that good. And if you have a kid or younger relative, or if you're personally younger than my usual audience, Jason Reynolds did a remix of this book for younger audiences. Most of the main ideas are still there, but not discussed as thoroughly as in the original book. But it's still it's still pretty good. The core ideas are still there. Um, you get all the information. It's still great. I I I I'd say it's just as good as the original, and you're never too young to learn about racism. So I'd say give it a go, if you have younger kids. Um, um, actually, I'd say give all of Reynolds's books a go. Um, he has a lot of. YA and middle grade, all of which have won awards and are highly reviewed, so I'd say give him a shot too. Time and again, racist ideas have not been cooked up from the boiling pot of ignorance and hate. Time and again, powerful and brilliant men and women have produced racist ideas in order to justify the racist policies of their era in order to redirect the blame for their era's racial disparities away from those policies and onto black people. Ibram X. Kendi Next up, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluwa. This one is the intro must-read book for race discussions. If there ever was an anti-racist class, this would be the first book in your required reading list. It covers so many topics in only like, what, I don't know, 250 pages. It's very, very easy to get into. The writing is very accessible and it teaches you a lot. If you already know a lot on the topic, you probably could skip this one and not miss out on much, but otherwise I'd say it's it's really worth a read. To refuse to listen to someone's cries for justice and equality until the request comes in a language you feel comfortable with is a way of asserting your dominance over them in the situation. Next, The New Jim Crow, Mass Incarceration in the Age of Colorblindness by Michelle Alexander. This one's about mass incarceration, the bias of the justice system. It talks about how Jim Crow laws never really disappeared, but rather evolved into a system that allows prejudice against black people and punishes them on the basis of this prejudice. Another must-read, in my opinion. It was really, really good. It it really opened my eyes to what's going on in the U.S. right now. I'd say it's worth a shot. And if you only read one book from this list, except for Stamped, this one is the one. But all jokes aside, it's it's truly a fantastic book. Like I feel I feel like it really opens your eyes to so much and teaches you a lot. So I would truly recommend this to everyone. Everyone should go read this. Like Jim Crow and slavery, mass incarceration operates as a tightly networked system of laws, policies, customs and institutions that operate collectively to ensure the subordinate status of a group defined largely by race. Michelle Alexander Next we have 
Me and White Supremacy by Leila F. Sad, which I just finished like, I don't know, three or four hours ago. How do I explain this one? Um, it was kind of like a, like a textbook, like a, like a worksheet. Um, the author would basically talk about something and then would give you some reflection questions that you would have to answer on your own because the way this book started, like the way this came to be, um, the author first uh, started this Instagram, this 28 days of Instagram challenges that uh, were meant to challenge your perception of white supremacy and white privilege and make you um, reflect on those. So that's basically, basically how it started and that's why the book is structured in that way. I really, really enjoyed this one. It was, it was a very tough read because um, it makes you really dig deep on your beliefs and your privilege and your bias and makes you really, really think about your actions throughout your life. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a tough read for a lot of people. Um, but it's, it's a necessary one. And I think everyone should read this book. Oh god, there's just, there's just too many good books out there. I, I, I don't know what to tell y'all. This is, um, this is, this was just a very, very good book. And I think you all should read it. And I think everyone should tell everyone about it. And yeah, I think you should go read it and then tell a friend about it. Or um, better yet, grab your friend and do the challenge together. Um, yeah, I, I really think everybody should read this book. Oh man, can you tell I was not prepared to talk about this one? Um, I don't even have a quote for this one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but let's move on to a couple of memoirs I have to share with y'all. Um, they were all pretty amazing and I love them. I love them so much. I have Michelle Obama's memoir. I have Trevor Noah's memoir. This, these were all just absolutely amazing. I love them. I enjoy them so much. Okay, first, Becoming by Michelle Obama talks about, well, her life. It was it was a memoir, after all, um, about her life before and after the White House, during the presidency, and how her background living and growing up in Chicago shaped her and the projects she took up as First Lady. Um, those are probably my favorite parts. But she also talks about being a mom and law school and how she dealt with hateful comments from the media. And yeah, it was just a very lovely book and I really enjoyed it. I, I learned a lot about her life. And if you're missing the Obamas right now, this one's, uh, this one's a great read. For me, becoming isn't about arriving somewhere or achieving a certain aim. I see it instead as forward motion, a means of evolving, a way to reach continuously toward a better self. The journey doesn't end. Michelle Obama Born a Crime Stories from a South African Childhood by Trevor Noah This one was so fun. I mean, it deals with some very heavy topics, but it still manages to stay light and be funny and fun. 
before reading this, I honestly had no clue who Trevor Noah was, but apparently he's a comedian and he's super famous, whatever. But yeah, if you already know him, I'm assuming you'll just enjoy this even more. But uh, again, I didn't know him and I still love this. So yeah, it talks, it talks about uh, apartheid and living in South Africa in the 80s and 90s through the eyes of this kid whose mom is black and whose dad is white, which was illegal there at the time. Hence the title, Born a Crime. That's such a cool title, man. Especially when uh, there's this small part when he explains it. Um, I don't know. I'm just rambling right now. But yeah, this was great. It was so fun. Super enjoyable. 5 out of 5. Recommend. Give it a go. People love to say, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day. Teach him and fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. What they don't say is, and it would be nice if you give him a fishing rod. That's the part of the analogy that's missing. Trevor Noah. Next up, Hunger, a memoir of my body by Roxane Gay. This is actually my first Roxane Gay and I must say I really, really enjoyed this one. And I'm looking forward to her other stuff. Um, I'm just, I'm constantly saying that I enjoyed stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna recommend stuff that I hated, guys. So <laughs> there's, there's not really much to say. If I enjoy something, I'm gonna say I enjoyed it. So yeah, um, I'm rambling again. Okay, this one is not particularly about race. None of her books really are, from what I can tell. Her bibliography consists mostly of memoirs and feminist essays, where, just like in this one, she talks about personal experiences with rape and similar issues. Um, this one focuses a lot on how it feels to be a plus-size woman in our society, and how we tend to value women only on the basis of their looks and how desirable they are to men. And how society sees being overweight as a problem and devaluates people who look a certain way. It was a great read and it felt really sincere. Not really a book about race, but... I'd still say you should check it out. Intersectionalism between movements is always important, so I encourage you all to give this one a go. I'm personally really excited to check out more Roxane Gay in the future. And I think you should too. What does it say about our culture that the desire for weight loss is considered a default feature of womanhood. Roxane Gay. Okay, now we're gonna switch things up a little bit. We're gonna continue on with YA. Yep. Now, uh, a quick disclaimer here. I don't really read that much YA contemporaries, which is basically what this list is. And hence, I, I, I don't love them all that much most of the time. So, I don't go, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a personal preference thing. But since YA is such a big genre... I thought I should try to give you some recommendations here, too. So, yeah, do with this list what you will. Um, if you are not into YA either, maybe you'll agree with my opinions on this, and, and maybe you can check out things that I thought were five-star material. Um, but if you already like YA, um, yeah, just, um, I'd say check all of these out. Um, most of these were 3, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 3.5, 
ish. Um, but I still think they're they're good books, just not what I usually gravitate towards. But uh, this one's actually like probably the longest, one of the longest uh, list of books I have in here, just because um, there's a lot of uh, black authors writing YA. YA is one of the age categories that's the most diverse, I'd say. Adult is not nearly as diverse as YA, so if you are looking to support black authors, this one's a great category to go for. So, without further ado, Black Enough, Stories of Being Young and Black in America by various authors and edited by Evie Zaboy. Basically, what the title says, various stories from black authors of different backgrounds and experiences. It was a really cool concept. If you're into short story collections, check out this one. My favorite stories were, uh, let me think, probably Oreo and that one set at an art school, whose name I'm forgetting right now. Um, several stories were really good, but I gave the collection as a whole an average of 3.5 out of 5. Next, uh, American Street by Evie Zaboy, uh, the same one who edited the previous collection. Um, this one deals with immigration and it's about a Haitian teen who is separated by her, uh, separated from her mom, who is taken by immigration officer, uh, officials when they arrive in America. It also has some magical realism elements which I wasn't expecting but worked with the story well and the writing was the writing was pretty too so it was a good book we were too heavy not with our bags not with our bodies but with our burdens Eby's a boy now uh, she also has this other book called Pride, which which is basically a Pride and Prejudice retelling that deals with gentrification. Um, I liked American Street slightly more than this, but this was good too, so. We're not gonna throw away the past as if it meant nothing. See? That's what happens to whole neighborhoods. We build something. It was messy. But we're not gonna throw it away. Evie's a boy. Okay, now this one I really enjoyed. It's called The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. This one I enjoyed immensely. It was so beautifully written. It's written in verse and it's about this girl called Xiomara going through life and finding slam poetry and using it as a way to express herself and deal with what's going on in her life. This one I gave five stars. It's just, it just really, really touched me in a personal level and I love Acevedo's rhythm and the way she delivers the verses and narrates the story she 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 uh reads her own um audiobook she narrates the audiobook herself it was it was just lovely beautiful i really really enjoyed this one I, I really love when authors um narrate their own books so yeah highly recommend this one um it was just amazing Late into the night, I write, and the pages of my notebook swell from all the words I've pressed into them. Elizabeth Acevedo. Acevedo's also got another book called With a Fire and High, which deals with teen pregnancy and with a girl who really likes to cook. It's wholesome, it's cute, but I personally prefer the poetics. I don't know, maybe it's because 
this one was written in prose. I don't know, maybe that affected my enjoyment of it. This was, I mean, it was cute. If you're into YA contemporaries, you're probably gonna enjoy this one. It, this genre as a whole is not my cup of tea, so, um, so my rating is kind of skewed. Um, but yeah, so yeah, take that into consideration when, uh, when you listen to my recommendations for this particular um, category. But she also has a new book coming out. Well, actually, I think it's already out. It's called Clap, Clap Where You Land, I believe. Um, and this one is written in verse. And yeah, it's it's out there. I have not read it yet, so I can't comment on it. But people say it's pretty good, so I trust people. And I'm gonna be picking it up very soon, as soon as I can get my hands on it. And I hope I'm gonna enjoy it. So yeah, there you go, you have another recommendation. Um, next up, The Sun is also a star by Nicola Yoon. This one was a sweet little love story that takes place over the course of one day while one of the characters is trying to figure out a way to not get deported back to Jamaica. It was really sweet, a bit unrealistic, but what can you do? It's it's just the way it is. Um, if you're into YA romance, though, I'd say give it give it a go. It's you're probably gonna enjoy it way more than I did. Although I did, I did quite enjoy this one. It's it was it was really sweet, um, and it also have a move. It also has a movie out. So, um, check that one out too. I guess. Um, I have not seen it yet, so I don't have any thoughts on it. But maybe I'll give it a go at some point. We are capable of big lives, a big history. Why settle? Why choose the practical thing, the mundane thing? We are born to dream and make the things we dream about. Nicola Yoon Okay, this one, this one's pretty, pretty good. Um, it's called The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. Um, now, that's a book worth talking about. Wow, this book was amazing. I mean, there's a lot of hype surrounding this one, but trust me, it's all worth it. It follows this girl named Star after her childhood friend is killed by the police in her presence and i don't know it just reminded me of what's been going on lately and what's been going on for a while now and how common these types of stories are as in how of often black people are murdered for just existing and how then after the murders the crime is justified with the phrases with what phrases like oh they were a drug dealer actually or you know stuff like that that we hear all the time in the news this book just felt very real to me and i think everyone should, should read it it's, it was really good i gave it five five out of five i, it, I mean sure uh, there were some minor things that could have been improved on but uh it was just it was overall a really good reading experience and you can learn a lot from this book it's it's also YA so give it to your kids to read this was amazing I I really really love this one I can't change where I come from or what I've been through so why should I be ashamed of what makes me me? Angie Thomas. Okay, so she also has another book out. It's called On the Come Up, which I think that this one was 
honestly just as good. It's about a girl called Rhee who wants to be a rapper like her dad. Um, it's slightly different as it mostly addresses race uh, and that uh, those types of issues in a in a less straightforward way, I guess. Um, but it still manages to show how police brutality, etc., are part of black youth's life, um, and how important for us, uh, how important it is for us to talk about these things. So yeah, I think this one is is just as good. Unarmed and dangerous, but America, you made us. Only time we famous is when we die and you blame us. Angie Thomas. Alright. Um, I guess that's gonna be it. Uh, with contemporary, YA contemporary. Um, again, I don't read enough of this um, category, but I'll try to pick up more stuff from this genre um but yeah let's now move on to fantasy first up we have children of blood and bone by tommy adayemi this one is ya fantasy in a world inspired by west african mythology and in this world, there are people who can do magic and people who can't. Um, it's, it's the magic they can do is um, elemental magic. Um, but it has also like lots of connections to a spiritual world. Um, but yeah, so the basic premise is that... Um, there's this world and people can do magic but then gods take it away from them and at some point our protagonists find a scroll that can give people their magic back so they go on a magical journey to bring magic back to the land um i think it was good and i enjoyed it i like the characters um but I think that the author was trying to accomplish a bit too much in just one book. And uh, she relate too heavily on tropes. But the sequel does get better, at least in my opinion. So I'd say you should give this one a go. Especially if you are into YA fantasy. But uh, I don't know. If you... If you if you are usually used to reading epic fantasy, adult fantasy, this is probably not. I don't know. I I don't think this is groundbreaking by any means. But it, it's still a good. It's a fun read. But it is no Sanderson, definitely no Malzan. Um, but it it's still fun. It's still fun. It's still a good time. You crushed us to build your monarchy on the backs of our blood and bone. You must. Your mistake wasn't keeping us alive. It was thinking we'd never fight back. Tommy Adeyemi. Okay, next up. Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. Okay. This one. Um, I'm actually not done with this one. And I don't know how I'll feel by the end of it. But what I can say is that I've never read anything like it. And that it's pretty weird. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to explain the magic system because there's just too much going on. Too much to explain. But it's about this guy called Tracker going on a magical quest in a magical version of Africa. Full of witches, necromancers, and shapeshifters. And it also has some queer rep in there. Love that. Um, but I don't think I, 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 this is definitely not going to be something that is for everybody. It's 
very character driven um and if you don't connect with the characters right away it's gonna be awkward and you're gonna be very lost <laughs> and if you're not gonna if you're not um gonna be paying attention you're also gonna be very lost it's got a lot of lore and the writing is hard to get into it's very whimsical it's 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 beautiful i like i enjoy the writing but it's 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 a bit hard to get into but i do think it's worth picking up if you think it could be your thing um unlike the previous the the previous recommendation this one is very much an adult epic fantasy and if you've never read high fantasy before i would strongly recommend you did not start with this one um uh, <laughs> Yeah, don't don't start with this one. Uh, but yeah, other people give it very positive reviews. Although I could see how this could be a polarizing book. It's not for everyone. But if you like it, you are really, really gonna like it. Um, so yeah, pick it up if you think, if you are intrigued by what I what I just told you. It's cool. It's magical, but it's not for everybody. <laughs> we don't own truth. Truth is truth and nothing you can do about it, even if you hide it or kill it or even tell it. It was truth before you open your mouth and say, that there is a true thing. Marlon James. Okay, next up, the fifth season by N.K. Jemsen. Um, a lot of what I said for Black Leopard mostly applies to this one as well. Although I'd say this one's definitely more mainstream. The writing is way more digestible, more accessible. Um, this too is adult fantasy though. And when you hear adult fantasy, um, I mean adult fantasy. It's gonna be explicit and gory. Um, well, I mean, this one is not not gory, but uh, Black Leopard definitely is. Um, and it also has some some weird sex scenes. Um, yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind if you are younger and sensitive to such themes. Also, trigger warning for rape. In Black Leopard. Oh my god, I'm talking about Black Leopard more than fifth, fifth season in a fifth season review. <laughs> um, okay, so fifth season is about this planet where there are five seasons, and the fifth one is the season when the Earth tries to kill people. Legit. So <laughs> this season can last months to decades and it also um it always it's always different things like once it was a drought season once it was a flood season um etc it's really cool it's a really cool concept it's also very character driven so if you're not into that kind of stuff um um, I don't know. I don't think you're gonna like this one because we spend a lot of time with the characters and the plot uh, takes kind of a backseat. But if you're into that, definitely check it out. People tend to love this one a lot Acro across the board. Um, it gets lots of good reviews. So I'd say do pick it up if you haven't already. When we say the world has ended it's usually a lie because the planet is just fine but this is the way the world ends this is the way the world ends this is the way the world ends for the last time and kate jemison
Okay, now let's move on to a genre that is quickly becoming my new favorite. Um, that is literary fiction, which is basically contemporary for adults. Um, yeah, this one, unfortunately, there aren't that many black authors writing contemporary fiction. Um, or literary fiction, but um, there are still some of them doing this and they are not getting the right attention that they deserve. So let me tell you about some of these books that I've read recently that I really enjoyed and I think you should pick up too. So first up, we have Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Whitson. This one is heavily focused on, well, it's basically this story of this girl who has a kid and her family and how their community shaped their lives and it's by an author who is quickly climbing my favorites list um and so yeah it focuses around teen pregnancy and just like all her other books it's beautifully written it it has gorgeous prose um yeah um it's, it's a good book and i think you should read it <laughs> look how beautifully black we are and as we dance i am not melody who is 16 i'm not my parents once illegitimate daughter i am a narrative someone's almost forgotten story remembered Jacqueline Woodson. This next one is called An American Marriage. It's by Thierry Jones. Um, it was a Oprah book club pick once. Um, it has won a bunch of awards. Just like, I mean, I did mention like the awards that these books have won, but like most of them have, have won awards and were book club picks for, um, for famous book clubs, uh, I don't know. I just I just forgot to mention those for other books. Either way, um, this one is about a marriage and how cultural backgrounds and racial injustice can affect people's lives. And yeah, it's it's about these two people called Celestial and Roy and you know they're living their lives in Georgia and um at some point in the book Roy gets arrested uh for a crime that he did not commit. And it's basically these two people's stories trying to navigate their marriage after this event um, disrupts it. A woman doesn't always have a choice, not in a meaningful way. Sometimes there is a debt that must be paid, a comfort that she is obliged to provide, a safe passage that must be secured. Every one of us has lain down for a reason. That was not love. Tyere Jones. And next we have Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. This one was so interesting. It's about a babysitter of a rich white family that gets accused of kidnapping the baby she's babysitting and what happens after that. I mean, that's just like the premise. What That's like the inciting incident. Um literally happens in the first chapter um but the story is like much more than that um that that's just the catalyst for what's uh what happens next um and yeah it's it's just a really great book and has a lot of good commentary on issues of race it covers things from from microaggressions to performative activism and discusses racism in so many different angles it's it's just really good uh it also manages to 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 stay light um 
I'd say it's a commentary disguised as a rich suburban life type story. Um, but yeah, it's I, I I'd say this one's this one's really worth a shot. Um, I give it a four point five out of five. It was it was pretty good. Alex was alone, and the one thing she still had was the freedom to follow the narrative that suited her best. Kylie Reed. Alright, now we're moving on to middle grade. So, I usually don't read that much middle grade, like... I don't read middle grade at all, um, so I, I actually only have two books in here, and they are both by Jacqueline Woodson, um, the author that I mentioned above, the author of Fred at the Bone, um, but yeah, um, she wrote, well, she's written a bunch of other books, um, most of her books take place in Brooklyn because that's where she grew up, and most of her books tend to be very similar, at least with what I have read so far. Um, the first book is called Brown Girl Dreaming. And this one is more of an autobiography slash memoir. It's, it's based on her own experience. Even the silence has a story to tell you. Just listen. Listen. So yeah, that's Brown Girl Dreaming. Um, I gave it, I think I gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, but then the next one, Harbor Me, uh, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Um, it follows 6 friends from different backgrounds who are in a special learning program where they... Um, well, it's just, you know, they're 7th graders. Um, they have some learning difficulties and um part of their program is this one hour period when they can just talk to each other like about anything the teacher is not even in the room they like can they can you know express themselves um so they talk about their problems and they discuss um stuff that they're dealing with some of them are immigration deportation um being black Latinx, um, etc. It's a very diverse ca uh, cast of characters, like especially for middle grade. I mean, I'm not not an expert on middle grade, but I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised that it was so diverse. Um, yeah, it was it was it was really beautiful. It was a very beautiful book, and I just love Jacqueline Woodson's writing. It's it's really wow it was really amazing i don't know it just uh it felt very personal it really um touched me um and i just love all the characters in this um so yeah if you have a kid who likes books this one's a must read for them and you i i gave this one five out of five i told you um yeah both both books brown girl dreaming and harbor me were beautifully written and i would recommend them to everybody jacqueline woodson in general just just read her stuff it's amazing it's beautiful i love her stuff and i'm gonna continue reading more of her stuff in the future so yeah i didn't know it would be people you barely knew becoming friends that harbored you and dreams you didn't even know you had Coming true, I didn't know it would be superpowers rising up out of tragedies and perfect moments in a nearly empty classroom. Jacqueline Woodson Whew. Well, I think... I think that was it. I... Yep, I... Yep, that's, that's it, folks. That was my list. It's, it's the end of this episode. I hope you found something you would like to read. I hope you found a good recommendation. 
You know what, actually, let me list some of the stuff that I'm gonna be reading in the coming weeks and months, whenever my library makes them available. Um, just in case this was not enough recommendations for you and you'd like some more, I have not read any of these, but uh, I will be reading them soon and maybe you can you can join me. Um, interested in buddy reading any of these? Let me know. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list them. Um, not not gonna give any premise or explanation. You can do that on your own. Just just listing stuff real quick. Okay, just mercy. The mortal life of Henrietta Lacks. Black girl unlimited. Acevedo's clap where you land. The stars in the blackness between them. The black flamingo. All boys aren't blue. Dear Martin. The nickel boys. Between the world and me. Hood feminism. The Underground Railroad, and the list goes on and on and on. Hmm, honestly, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I can make a part two of this. Where I review the books that I just listed. I don't know. Would you, would you be interested in that? Let me know. Leave a comment on my latest Instagram post and let me know if you'd like that. Or send an email my way. If you have any questions or suggestions to improve, literally, I would be very grateful for any of those. But yeah, I guess that was it for today. Thank you for staying with me. And I will see you again in two weeks. If I can make it. Oh, I'm so sorry. The, this... Uh, this week's um, episode was a little bit late due to personal reasons, but I will try to upload in time next time. But yeah, thanks for sticking with me, and until then, stay real and stay lit. <laughs> okay, that's low-key a cringy outro, but like, I still like it, so it's gonna stay. <laughs> okay. Bye! Thank you for staying with me. Until then, stay real and stay lit. Thank you for listening to this episode of Literally. Literally is a bi-weekly podcast that strives to educate people about current issues and provide them with reading material to continue that education further. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and leave a rating or review. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at literally underscore podcast or ask us questions through email at literally.podcast.lit at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.